Hey there, skiers. Welcome back to the second episode of the Nordic Ski Podcast. Uh, I'm Hans Dorsch, or you're one of your hosts here. Uh, I've got my new microphone too, so hopefully my voice isn't too raspy. Joined here by John DeForest. John, why don't you just say hi or something? Hey guys, happy to be back. All right, we'll just kick it off here. Uh, we've got a couple things to go over today. Uh, mostly just going to be kind of fun stories about ski-related stuff. Uh, and it's all going to be related to the recent poll I did on the Nordic Ski meme page that I, I run. Uh, so I assume that most of you guys are coming from that anyway. So uh, some of this stuff should be a little familiar, but we're just going to kind of dive into depth, tell some personal stories, and then just reflect on the general hilarity of the sport of cross-country skiing. So yeah, sounds good. I think we'll just hop right in. Uh, John, a couple of the uh, the replies that stood out to me, because I think there must have been at least like four or five of them. Um we're stories of people just getting hit by random large animals <laughs> while doing ski races. Uh, in particular, I think moose and deer were the two big one. Um, that must be absolutely terrifying racing because you got to worry about not dying in the first place or just collapsing from exhaustion. And then you turn the corner and there's a thousand pound animal just in the middle of your trail. <laughs> um, They're not small. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. It's really funny. Cause like, I, I think some of those bigger animals you kind of forget how big they are. Um, I lived in Alaska for, I think, seven years before I moved to Washington. Um, I actually have a really funny story when I was, uh, it must've been, it must've been sometime in elementary school. I had just started this program, uh, for like really young skiers it was called like junior Nordic. Uh, I think they actually raced in Kincaid park, which is, I think they, I'm pretty sure that's where they had the, uh, the JNs a couple of years ago. Yeah, it is 2019. Yeah. And so. It was, it was really funny. Uh, we had these small groups of like probably like 10 athletes and we're all like 11 or 12 years old, actually probably younger than that. And our coaches are like the people who are supervising us. They give us checkpoints for like where to stop. Cause some of us were like faster and usually the, the coaches would stay back and like help the young kids. And I remember one time I was going down a hill. I think I must've been like the first person and there's a really sh uh, sharp corner. I come around it, massive bull moose. Uh, it's just sitting in the middle of the trail. And so <laughs> scared me so much i'm pretty sure i fell and <laughs> i was gonna ask yeah the thing is when they when they tell you I, they, they teach us at a very young age and i'm pretty sure when you see a moose uh the way to make sure that you don't get killed is to like hide behind a tree mm, yeah i think i've heard that they're kind of clumsy right i mean they sure. got the big horns they're not super maneuverable and so i'm taking my skis off because i'm like 100 <laughs> feet away from this thing and it's standing right in front of me i take my skis off to go hide behind a tree and i've got one ski off and <laughs> this poor guy who's absolutely ripping through the course he's, he's i think he was like a master blaster he must have been like 40 or 50 collides into me does a couple somersaults oh. and we're both just standing there dazed and, and it's really funny because that actually, I think it actually scared the moose and he ran off. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So a very chaotic day. Um, yeah. It's funny. I can't remember a whole lot of stuff from like skiing at that age, but that's one of the ones that sticks out for me. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That must've been terrifying. I'm just, I'm so just scary. picturing like a little tiny Hans taking <laughs> off one ski, kind of scootering over, pushing off mm -hmm. and then getting taken Obliterated. out. Obliterated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not by the moose. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's not, that's not the real danger there. It's the a different moose. Yeah. <laughs> a different moose. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. John, I think you said you might've had a story about like a moose related incident as well. Yeah. Thankfully I didn't collide with anyone. I don't think anyone <laughs> did, but uh, back at Jan's 2019, uh, they were seriously concerned about moose wandering on the courses. So they had people out watching and, we were told like be prepared for delays because of 
you know, not waxing issues, but, but <laughs> moose. So that was certainly something. Yeah, absolutely. So did anybody like ever see one while they were racing? Like, did they have problems with it or it was just precautionary? Uh, I think it was mostly precautionary, mm-hmm. sadly. Well, probably for the better, but um, I think we saw a couple on our way to the, the venue, but um, back like where we stayed, we had like a rental house. Um, there were plenty of moose around there. And um, some of my fellow U16s and U18s decided to wander off after them a couple of times. And uh, a few mm-hmm. less intelligent individuals t- tossed <laughs> snowballs. So oh, that, yeah, that's <laughs> that not was, a good idea. <laughs> that, was, that was not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the saying is like, don't poke the bear. Right. But I honestly feel like poking the moose is even worse. Oh, but yeah. I mean, well, let's see. No, you know what? They're both bad. Just don't poke anything large that could hurt you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, think, yeah, I think that's a good rule. It's tricky too. Cause when you're, when you're racing in a place that has a bunch of trees, it's kind of hard to see stuff coming. That's why I like mm-hmm. kind of skiing at like soldier hollow. Cause it, it's really, well, there's a lot of elevation. So when you're up high, you can kind of see everything. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the scary thing about <laughs> skiing up at Kincaid. It's like, you could go around a corner, especially in the, the, the parts where it was like heavily wooded. Um, I guess where I skied or used to ski, uh, or, or race back in, in Seattle, it was like that too. Fortunately, no, uh, animal related incidents there that I can think of, but yeah, so that, that was a big theme from the, uh, the pool that I did. Uh, we got a couple more ones. <laughs> one of the ones, there was a few that made me laugh out loud and one of my absolute favorites, uh, I, I don't remember who sent it in, uh, cause I'm just terrible at names, but somebody told me that their, uh, their suburban caught on fire with all their skis in it. And I, that must've been before the race cause it was race themed. Um, but oh my God, I, <laughs> That just sounds awful. I wonder how many, like how many thousands of dollars worth of damage. Ooh. And yeah, that's, that's on top of the car. But... That's on top. Oh, oh, right. The car. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, who cares about the car? Right. I mean, not, not hitting on like suburbans or anything. It's, it's, the, it's the red lines, the speed maxes, mm-hmm. man. That's where right. it's at. Yeah. Just imagine it's like you open your wax box and it's just one like homogenous, like ball oh. of wax. <laughs> and <laughs> you have it, a block of skis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like you've got all you've got the kick and the glide just like meshed in oh. one too. The ultimate wax. Oh, it's the like, ultimate wax. Mm-hmm. Good for everything. Tip to tail, right? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's just kick and glide all in one. You know, Hans, <laughs> I might have to write this down. It, business idea. Another one we got. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've had plenty of of car slash van related ski mishaps myself. I remember one time a couple of years ago. Uh, well, the way that our team worked, because we were a uh, like a club team, right? Um, so we'd have our, our team van kind of go to different spots around the area and pick us all up. And I remember I was the last person to get picked up always because I was actually closest to the mountains. So they'd pick up everybody in like Seattle, like the big city, and then come out to kind of where I live. And I remember one time I was putting my skis up in the, in the top of the van and I forgot to latch it closed. And so we're on the highway. We've been driving for about 10 minutes and this guy oh, in this no. pickup truck rolls up alongside the van. And he, he, he looks at my coach and he starts like pointing up and my coach is like, what are you talking about? Eventually I think he like sticks his head out the window while he's driving. <laughs> or maybe it was one of the kids. I can't remember. That probably makes more sense because that's probably a little safer actually. Um, but he, <laughs> one of us looks up and the ski box is just open. It's just flapping. Mm-hmm. Now, while it was definitely creating some more downforce, it's also bad because you got skis just flying out the back. And so we pull off to the side of the highway and the coach turns around and he's like, okay, which one of you was responsible for this? And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh God, it was definitely me. And so I get out out and close it. And we decided not to inspect like 
well, loss of skis until we got to the, like our, our skiing spot. And I remember, I think at least two or three kids were missing like at least one pole. And I'm pretty sure it was nice because most of them were younger. So I could give like old pairs to them, but I'm pretty sure we had to like compensate some of the older skiers somehow. Oh man. It was tragic. <laughs> yeah. People were not happy with me. <laughs> you got kids like skiing with like one or no poles. People are like, Hey, what happened? Well, this dumbass on like <laughs> forget to, forgot to close the roof box. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were popular after that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely helped me fit in with people. I think it was really funny because I think it was probably my like first or second year with the team. So I, I definitely oh, had no. friends, but I was still kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, yeah. icebreaker. Yeah. Icebreaker. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to beat the guy who lost our skis. <laughs> Uh, it's actually really funny. It reminded me of another story. I used to work at a Toyota dealership and I remember on my first day of work, this guy comes in and he had his roof box like on his car and one of the lot porters, that was not me, but that was the position I worked at, tried to drive it into the parking garage and just crunch the entire thing. And I can't remember if he had like skis or stuff in it, but yeah, those things are just like walking disasters, many mm. ways to destroy stuff. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You mentioned the, uh look stick a kid out the window to look at the the damage because uh that reminds me um we were headed to some ski race in bend and it was just blizzard out of nowhere and so it was so bad that the windshield wipers couldn't keep up so the the assistant coach stuck her whole body outside the window was sitting (laughs) on like the little the little frame and had a big brush and was like scraping it off as we went along at like 20 miles an hour through the berms it was, it was pretty bad. I wonder if you could use like a beater ski, like as a oh. wiper, just like stick it out. Yeah. The window. I mean, it's got uh-huh. like sharp edges, right? I'm sure that would right. work somewhat well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might yeah. be a little Hopefully hard to no maneuver, clister. but oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> clister on the windshield. <laughs> you know, how, like, they, they make products to like make your like windshield like, and like, I think mirrors like be better at not having like where the rain stick to them. Clister mm-hmm. does the exact opposite. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the, all the water. Actually, well, I guess Clister's pretty. What is Clister hydrophobic? I don't. We'll have to taste. I mean, we'll have <laughs> to taste. I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, I I don't know. That's a good question. I you wonder know, if it's snowphobic. We this we this may need some like experimentation. Right. I've got a, I've got a yeah. I've write that down as well. I've got a car here at school. I just need to go get mm-hmm. some Clister, and then we'll test it out. Uh, I've eaten. You mean you mine, don't so. have Clister on hand? Uh, well, you know, I haven't run to the the wax shop in a couple couple days here so i'm out at the moment but yeah you don't have a subscription service there is an idea john you're gonna have to write down more things here subscription service Mm -hmm. (laughs) so one of these times it'd be funny to make like an energy goo that is actually like in the design of a clister too yeah oh oh my gosh (laughs) there's our fourth one (laughs) (laughs) yeah Hmm. okay but yeah but that'll take some experimentation all right, so we're at the point of the podcast where I'm going to shout out my apparel company now because we don't have any legitimate sponsor yet, so I might as well uh, sponsor my own podcast with my own brand. Uh, yeah, so Nordic Ski Apparel, if you guys heard last time, is my little clothing company that I started a few months ago. Uh, this is totally not rehearsed at all, so we're going to see how this promotion goes. Um, Nordic Ski Apparel, we've got sweatshirts, shirts, uh, stickers, and then we have a new roller ski line of clothing uh, that'll be neon reflective clothing uh, coming out soon, probably in the next few weeks here. Uh, so you can go to nordicskiapparel.com to check out that. Uh, and as a bonus for tuning into this podcast, if you use the code podcast on any order, you can get 10% off. So definitely go check that out. Uh, we got some cool stuff on there. Uh, 
yeah, John, I think after the last podcast, you became an official ambassador of the brand. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the neon designs. I do not have <laughs> enough neon shirts, despite what people would say about my middle school-esque look. Oh, you think that's bad? I wore neon shirts throughout like half of high school. My Only ni- half? My nickname was the highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And I eventually, my friends like, Hans, you got to change. And so, yeah, I, I think I, I finally came to my senses a little bit and started only wearing them while working out. Uh, but hey, you know, might be time to switch back if these turn out pretty cool, right? So, <laughs> all right, well, that's my, my spiel, the promotion there. We'll move on to our, our third topic from the, the meme page. Um, another one that got me absolutely laughing. Somebody said that they were at a race and trying to impress a college coach and college coach, excuse me. Uh, and they just ran straight into a tree. It feels like you always crash, right? Right. When you're trying to like impress somebody or do it, you always, you always hurt yourself at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like Murphy's law. Oh yeah. Can't right? go wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like fortunate. The one college coach, coach you're trying to impress. Of course mm-hmm. it happens. Well, I'm fortunate enough that I was never even good enough to get any sort of college recognition. So that opportunity never presented itself. Um, but yeah, oh, I, I'm sure that there's a few funny stories on my team about people who have just had the funniest crashes. I remember there was a race um, up at my kind of home base, Kongsberger, uh, Cabin Creek. It was called the Osbaldy race. It's just mm-hmm. the funniest name. I actually think I talked about this last time, but this was a couple of years ago. Uh, one of the girls on our team, um, her name is Kate Bouvet. So Kate, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, Oswaldi course is, it's a really funny, it's a little like kilometer long offshoot, but it's straight up and straight down and it's very windy. And I remember she came back after crossing the finish line. We we're all wondering, cause I think her time was a little bit slower than we all expected. Cause, cause Kate was a pretty good skier. Um, she literally, I think sent it off the mountain because it was Ooh. super icy. And I, she's like, yeah, I literally just flew off the course air was caught it's it was one of those like bank turns too um i think fortunately i think she was okay but it reminded me of that story uh Mm. john you have any embarrassing crashes that you remember uh yeah and sadly my coach remembers it in slow-mo too (laughs) i think i think it was one of the metav jnqs which is Mm -hmm. a a race at in our state washington um and it was right it's a skate mass start 5k i think Mm-hmm. and uh i think I was always the worst like, right <laughs> oh oh yeah and it was a tight right hand corner right out of the start i know yeah. the way you're talking about that was brutal totally mm-hmm. agreed <laughs> yeah no i think i was seated like sixth or seventh mm-hmm. so i was pretty far up in the front right mm-hmm. i take off great start and then a couple uh strokes in like v2 i plant inside my ski classic face plant Ooh. in front of like 80 people <laughs> worst part was uh, not face planting in front of everyone. That was all right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that my coach got it in perfect slow-mo for the team <laughs> to have nice technique review later. Oh, that's yeah. great. That so here's, great. here's a video of John. This is an example of what not to do. <laughs> exactly. I, I uh, made up far too many of those what not to do's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I, I think there's a couple memes on my page where it's like when yeah the, the coach uses you as an example of like how not to ski. I feel like I definitely was a recipient of that several times myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was a funny story from another uh, a metal JNQ. I'm not sure. It might've been the same race, um, but I remember running over somebody's pole and I didn't break it, but it just, it yanked it right out of their hand. <laughs> and so I look behind me and this poor D he looks so defeated and his pole's like 
probably like 20 feet behind him. Cause like, it's kind of hard to stop when you have like 20 people behind you, <laughs> much less turn around. Yeah. And that's another frustrating thing. It's like, you can't feel bad for the person. Cause like, yeah, it's your fault, but it's also a like skate master and stuff like that's, that's going to happen. You know, if it's not, if, if, if you're not causing it, then somebody else is, um, <laughs> but that, that wasn't the saddest part. The saddest part was that about five minutes later, the same kid who had to stop and go backwards on the course to pick up his pool passes me with ease. And I'm just sitting, I'm out of breath. It's like the first like two kilometers and, and he just charges by me. I look at him like, wait, I remember that kid. Yeah. That's the one I, I totally screwed over. And then. I, I think he went to go on and get like a taught at least probably 15 finish. So props to him. Maybe somebody needs to like knock my pull off sometime during a race. Yeah. That'll Maybe do that's it. Right. The key, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember got some posts on the meme thing too. It was like somebody took off their pulls because they were quote unquote feeling oh. too slow. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. That was saw pretty that funny. That was a pretty funny one. It feels no, kind of satirical, actually, but yeah. Yeah. No, actually, uh, at one of the USCSA races mm-hmm. this year that I went to, mm-hmm. there was this one gal, I think she just started, it was a sprint race mm-hmm. and she did it with no poles Interesting. and she just, <laughs> she just ran up the hill. It was, it was crazy to watch. We're, we're all Wait, watching. Classic? This was a classic race. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no, I swear it was crazy. We couldn't believe it. We thought she had dropped her poles or something or broken them, but nope, that no, was intentional. there she was just running up the hill. Well, I would have, I would have assumed that it was a skate race because I know at least on roller skis, it's like, you can go pretty fast, kind of the, the, uh, ice, like skate, like method where you're just kind of like using your arms to get momentum. Yeah. Free classic. That's really impressive. I know. Like that's kind of, I, I need my arms. Yeah. I, y'all get no grip. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on to our last topic here and then we'll probably call it an episode. Um, this is my favorite one. I saved the, the, the best to last um, story of a guy. He, he puts clister on the top of his skis during a mass start race to de-incentivize people from, from skiing over the top. As I'm reading this, I'm like, it's an absolute hilarious idea, but I feel like there's some definite problems here. Uh, <laughs> John, you know, I were joking before. It's like clister is, it is a sticky substance. And that is a right. well-known fact. So what happens if somebody skis over your skis and then it just becomes like one ski? Right. What happens <laughs> what do, if it, what do you, it, it what sticks, do you It's sticky. It's it definitely like like I said, de-incentivizes people from like screwing you over. But you there are screw definite, yourself over. There are there are definite consequences to that. It's unless, like have, unless it like just comes off your ski. Maybe you have like yeah. a powder coat and then a mm. clister layer yes we'll have to think about this because then know, if it peeled off that'd be good john i'm gonna i'm gonna this is the fifth like idea right here like yeah strips you just put on the top of your ski that like mm-hmm. come off when like somebody like tries to rip them off but don't actually hurt you yeah um, they're like skins kind of yeah absolutely you know maybe it could be built into the to the actual ski itself <laughs> mm. velcro <laughs> velcro on the top of the ski and you have a clister strip yeah that's what i'm but picturing that's the other thing i'm like is that legal? Are, are you allowed to do something like that? It's like, imagine, not. imagine like you're looking into like the, the rule book of whatever governing body is like for the race and, and someone's like frantically trying to find a rule that says you can't wax the top of your ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, it might be legal, but it, it's really of a question of how sporting it is. Cause Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> just mad chaos. It's like, imagine like everybody's doing it and you have like six people, all their skis get stuck together and it's just a wall. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> can get by. Everybody's uh-huh. just wobbling. It's like the human centipede, but for cross country skis. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> that's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible. <awful. laughs> You're foul. Definitely yeah. a change in tactics, though. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, maybe 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 your team just does it. You know, like if, like you got like a bunch of skiers in the back and like two like really fast skiers out in front. Maybe mm-hmm. it could be like a strategy. Yeah, you just like create a human wall of skiers. Have you ever played Parcheesi Hands? Oh yeah, that would be one blockade. of my favorite games. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the what par- I'm thinking. The move, the cross country ski Parcheesi. Mm-hmm. We're gonna really? have to invent that. Okay. Yeah. You know, John, if one if we're ever coaches. Although I doubt, I doubt I will, because I would lose to like, yeah, I would be what 25 and losing to like 14 year old kids. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we'll definitely have to get creative. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty of, plenty of messing around. You can do with that. Um, I think another comparison I made, it was like you know, those three-legged races you do in like elementary mm. school where you just like tie something together. You're hobbling around <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuck together. Yeah, we yeah. did one of those this past season, actually. Oh, for real? Pretty That's fun. awesome. <laughs> yeah. With skis on? Yeah, yeah. It That's was chaos. chaos. <laughs> maybe maybe it's like your two outer skis are like glide, like focus, and the inner one is like kick, you know? Ooh. Or the new opposite. Type of, or the opposite, yeah. And you do like a marathon skate together? Absolutely. That's what I'm kind of picturing. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, more experimentation will have to be made on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, those are the topics that we brought up. John, we got a we got a good amount of a time here talking about random ski shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll keep you ahead. posted on uh, how these ideas develop. Oh yeah, you know, if any, we got two weeks until the next episode. So if either of, if either either of us get a chance to mess around with that, we'll have to report. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think that'll be it uh, for this episode. Once again, go to nordicskiapparel.com, use that code podcast to get ten percent off your order. Um, we'll go ahead and end it up here. Uh, well, well, end it here. I love how I start fumbling words as soon as we're about to finish. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's see. I've been Hans Dorsch. <laughs> and, uh, I've been John DeForest. Thank you guys. Uh, absolutely. Thank you guys. Keep skiing uphill. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Oh, stop recording. Not end. That'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs>